crack a lacquer. There ain't nothing wrong with that. A little bit of God music. Ain't gonna hurt nobody. Gonna help your ass a little bit. Nice. get with these people and see if I can use this song legally. Right now, I'm not. I ain't paying them yet. I'm gonna be paying them now. I know I'm gonna eventually have to pay these motherfuckers. Felt like a pig today. Okay, what do we got here? We got the, some questions from the audience here. Um, we got the best restaurant in the local towns, in the Tri-Cities. I think the best restaurant in the Tri-Cities, oh, man, there's got to be a handful of them. I don't want to dote on the ones that are so popular because they get enough. You know, they get all the business. Um, but there's a couple. Like, there's a... There's a pizza place here in Jonesboro, and uh, they make awesome subs, and they're really, they're, the price point is just awesome. You can't beat them, and it's a uh, Jonesboro uh, Pizza Place. I think it's actually the name of it, and they make really good stuff. Um, so that that's our favorite sub place right now. I hate to uh, say that Pizza Hut's my favorite pizza, but uh, damn it, that stuffed crust, man. So buttery, that mozzarella cheese. Um, let's see. Where do I want this podcast to go? Uh, you know, I don't really expect anything from it. It's kind of like, I don't know. I always compare it to stained glass windows. I had a buddy of mine named Dave Dominic. He did stained glass windows down in his basement. It was just a hobby of his. You know, but that guy was so fucking talented. He is so talented. You know, he's a really good guy. He's a um, Korean War veteran. So he's uh, he's seen and done some stuff that make men men. I ain't saying war makes a man, but, you know, it does. But anyways, Dave, uh, he did stained glass windows down in his basement. And that's why I want to fear this for. You know, I feel this is the same kind of um, activity. It's a, uh, just a, it's a hobby, and it's something that I hope that I can bring to the masses, and, and uh, they'll feel somewhat entertained by my sputterings, because sometimes that's what I feel like I do, is sputter. Um, I got a co-host that uh, has been out of town, and his name is uh, Joey Gray. As a local comedian, he's a, he's a he's a good guy, good guy. But uh, today is a solo venture. Um, I seen the uh, tour de nog, uh, the uh, well, not tour de nog is the uh, the people who do the comedy show, the Last Laugh in Daytona Beach. They got uh, shirts out. That was my first comedy uh, uh, experience doing stand up was in uh, tour de nog and. Uh, that's kind of where everything started. Um, I 
can't really say it started there. It started with uh, uh, listening to Joe Rogan on the uh, podcast and, uh, you know, telling me to our doubts are traitors and make us lose the greatness we possibly might attain by fearing to attempt. There's some Shakespeare, but uh, it just tells you just to, don't be afraid to try stuff, man. If it's something you want to do, you know, it's, it's a podcast or, if you know, do a podcast on your phone, put it out there. If people want to listen, they'll listen. If they don't, man, that's, that's good for them. You know, crack yourself a beer, get yourself some peach crown roll. There's some, uh, what we got here? We got white dog, wheat mash, oh my gosh, Jack Daniels apple, devil's cut, Jameson. Uh, but, uh, no, I'm just gonna, just kind of go by the papers here and, uh, try to get through some, I don't know, do some, some stupid comedy on paper, you know? I've got no laugh track, so... You hear me laughing? That's the laugh track. <laughs> All right. See, the podcast that I've listened to that I enjoy a lot of it. Uh, you know, Theo Vaughn. He 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 has got like three different podcasts. He does the past weekend uh, with Theo Vaughn, and I think that that's probably my favorite. Sometimes he goes off too far into some retarded shit, uh, but you know who can't who can't be known. You can't be on. You can't be on all the time. Uh, but uh, he uh, he's got one called Chinatown where he goes into this story about going to school when he was a kid and missing the bus and stuff. And when I was a kid, we had uh, man, Ohio brutal weathers, getting out there waiting for the bus, face freezing. Bus driver, she wanted you out there. Your old fat ass wasn't out there, and was you know out by the driveway somewhere. She didn't stop. She's like, I ain't stopping on this highway. Get your roly-poly ass out here and get on the bus. Sandy Burns was her name. She's got a daughter named Jill and a couple other daughters. Uh, Jeff was the son and then Jill and shit, I can't remember the other girl. Anyways, uh, my buddy Dwight married one of the Burns girls. Had a couple girls or a girl. I don't know. Anywho, Sandy, oh, she's uh, got that, that, uh, what is it called, beehive? Yeah, that beehive, 70s, 60s, 70s beehive, uh, tall, black, hairdo, just owl, like owl, whoo, glasses on, she's mean too, whoo, she'll rip you up, you, uh, acting a fool on the bus. But I lived about 40 minutes from my school. I was the farthest point that you could go in Caledonia or in the Caledonia area. But see, all my friends went to Caledonia, uh, high school, or the you know, the uh, middle school and, and elementary and all that shit. They went to Caledonia. I had to be traveled all the way because I lived across the other side of the uh, highway. They made me go all the way to Martell. So I had a 40-minute bus ride. So I remember sleeping on the bus all the time, and and that's kind of where I, I don't know I got my social stuff because you know I just had so much time S sitting on the bus. And that's where I try to make people laugh and, and entertain myself, and, and you know, get some girls, you know, do a little finger blasting. <laughs> The old bus ride finger blasting. I mean, uh, shout out to those girls. 
Mm. So, um, anyways, Matt Martell, uh, raised in uh, Caledonia, Ohio, and um, went to Martell until it was uh, in the sixth grade. In junior high, I went to River Valley High School, um, awesome high school. We were, I think we were one of the last uh, classes. I don't know if we were some of the last classes in 1990 to go there. I'm not sure when the River Valley High School closed. They uh, built another one because we were built on a sewage, or a, a, was it ammo dump? Some kind of a Army Corps of Engineers dumped a bunch of... Uh, radioactive shit out in the thing and gave a bunch of people from River Valley cancer. So there's was a big lawsuit and I remember drinking out of the water, the water hoses out of, the, you know, from football because I was out there playing football in 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th grade. I wasn't very good. I wasn't, I was big in when I was a little kid. I was bigger than everybody else, but when I got into high school, everybody got bigger than me. So that made me a guard. And our special play was uh, a trap. We all had uh, like a 51 and a 50. 50 was one side. 50, 51 was the other side. And uh, which was fine, you know, because I, I was a left guard. And uh, they said 51. I knew. I knew that odd number was me. So, I, you know, you pull back and you blast whoever's in the hole. And it would make a hole for the runner to run out. So, that's all good. And you get me in a game, I can't concentrate. You know, they, they'd say I'd be trying to breathe and thinking about what I was going to do afterwards or whatever going on. And, and uh, they said 51, you know, and I'd just get up and just hit my guy and. There's be a guy in the hole for the runner, and he'd get creeped. Oh, man, my coach is so fucking bad. So so what they did is they just, like, tried to put me on the other, on the right-hand side. They'd still do the trap, but they'd do the other side because the other guy was better than I was. Chris something. That braces. Chris, I can't remember his name. He's a good guy. He was a more sophisticated fellow was going to uh, be something in his life. Had parents that uh, gave a shit. Uh, not like my parents didn't give a shit. My mom did. Uh, Dad was doing his thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, Eric had good parents. I could tell. Well put together kid. There's a lot of kids like that in my school. Had good parents. You just look at look back now and you think about, man, you know. Uh, they they put me they say go outside and play and that was you know or go outside and play be home before the uh, street lights came on so it got dusk out you better start heading home and then you'd be playing Atari you'd be playing something you know hide and seek doesn't matter you'd be playing something and at that time it always sneak away from you you know and you get to where you can't really see too hard much outside and you're like oh Fuck, man, I'm supposed to be home before the streetlights came on. And you'd be walking home, you can't even see. Man, I remember uh, one time I got threatened, and I stayed out. They knew I was going to stay out, too. So I stayed out longer than I was supposed to, and 
on the way home, uh, I had flattened my tire on my bike, and I was I I, I read rode it like three quarters of the way home, right? And I could like see my house, and I got off of it and I let the air out of my tire with my fingernail. You know, you just let the air out, and then uh, I start walking, and I see my truck, my dad's truck, pull out of the driveway. And he was going out looking for me, right? He turned down the one road that, that led into, uh, his name was Bubby. Bubby's house. And uh, he was going out looking for me. And uh, he pulled up and seen me walking. He's like, throw your bike in the driveway. He's like, I told you to be home for the um, zone. I was like, I, I, I had flat tire, you know. And I couldn't make it. I mean, it was pitch dark outside. I was he wouldn't ever, nobody was happy. So he's like, you walked all the way here? And I was like, yes, sir. You know, I, I, you know, I didn't call him sir, but yes, 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 daddy. <laughs> and uh, he still whipped my ass that night. Man, he didn't whip my ass very often. But I guess when you set down the law and you're like, tonight, you better be home before the three. And you just kind of look at him like, I guess that was a supposed a halfway uh, important. Um, that was like a threatening tone you just used, so I probably should pay attention. But I didn't care. I thought, man, what are they going to do? Well, he showed me that night. Beat my ass with a boat oar. A boat oar. <laughs> Had me bend over. Man. Wham. And he's, people oh, that's so terrible. That's what fucking people need nowadays. Go put that damn phone down. I'll beat you with a boat or crack a lacquer. Man, I you know, it would be nice to have somebody that would could talk so I could sit over here and drink my, my delicious beverage. My delicious Bud Light. Because I always feel like there's dead air in between me taking a drink and doing whatever. That's all right. Anyways, Bubby, he was my uh, martial arts. We used to watch um, the Five Deadly Venoms and all that Kung Fu stuff. And He and I had, I mean, we had monkey style. We had tiger style. We had the lizard. We had, we had all, we had it all, man. We did all kinds of rolling and, and martial arts stuff. It was so, so fun. You know, I, I, I don't know whatever happened to him. He had a sister, a younger sister, uh, and a baby sister. He was very poor, though. So, I could see any, But I, I, he, yeah, they, they, like, lost their house or, like, had to move or something. I can't remember. I just know one day he was gone. I like saw him like one other time somewhere, and I was just like really surprised to see him. But we never like really got each other's information or anything. I don't know what ever happened to him. That was be thirty nine years ago. Yeah, cause I had to be ten, ten or twelve years old, maybe ten, twelve, thirteen. But yeah, that was fun times. Let's see, and then we had uh, we had Chad Finley, which was a friend of mine from Caledonia. Me and him used to hang tight all all the time, man. And he had to move to uh, 
moved to Arizona with his family. And uh, that's the time that it's the biggest event I ever had in my life was when Chad moved and uh, he was like my best my best friend. And uh, that night was the last night that the next day he was moving. Uh, so I was riding my bike home and uh, we had this thing that we did where we would whistle as loud as we could because he could whistle loud. And uh, I would try, you know, I'd have to put my hands up, you know, and have to really blow out to match him. But uh, we whistled back and forth until and I would wait for it. I'd wait for it. And, I'd, and then he, I didn't, you know, the farther I got, the faintest faint you could hear, you know. And I remember trying to listen to it, trying to listen to it. And you know, I'd be at me quarter mile away from this boy's house you're still hearing was him whistle that's the last time I heard Chad's voice he whistled over at me I got a postcard I don't know probably a week maybe two weeks later said he had made it to Arizona the soil was a different color. They had like lizards and bugs walking around and stuff. And I was like, wow, that's amazing, you know. It's like a different, you know, like going to Egypt or some shit, you know. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, I went to, the very next weekend, I went to camping. I went to camping, was a, spent time with Donnie Barth and his brother Dennis and John. And we all hung hung tight over there and uh, I was we was sitting over there in Donnie's camper uh, Donnie Barth and uh, my mom and dad would come walking up the the, the uh, road and I was just, I looked down and I was like oh shit I am in trouble mom and dad going for a walk that didn't happen now no longer they you know walking towards Donnie's camper Oh, I am in trouble. I like, and I go, hey guys, what's up? And they're like, yeah, come on, um, we got something to tell you. So you need to walk with us. So uh, I was like, oh, I'll talk to you guys later. We start walking back to our campsite because we had a permanent campsite. You know, you know, had the best campsite there because we had been there the longest Hickory Grove campground. We had the premier campsite that was right by the pavilion. No water, no sewage. We had a bathroom right behind us, though. And uh, we started walking back to the campsite. And uh, they said, hey, there, the, the Chad. Chad is uh, Finley. He had been in an accident. And uh, he got hit by a car. Oh man, he's got, he's got a broken leg, he's got an arm broken. He said, yeah, he, he, um, he didn't, he didn't make it, he, he died. He was hit by a car, a drunk driver or something like that. Um, I don't want to say that because I don't remember. I remember that's what my mom and dad told me at the time. Um... And I just, I remember walking and my feet, I remember seeing my feet 
and the ground and the rocks. Just like a regular driveway, you'd walk down the driveway. And your feet are moving and you're looking at the rocks moving. Things are, you can see things out of your visual vision, but you're really not really paying too much attention. It's, it's just like nothing. Nothing but moving feet and rocks. And uh, nothing, I couldn't, it didn't come to me. You know, uh, I said, I, I need some time. I need some time by myself. And mom and dad went to the camper. And I went to the pavilion, which is right beside our camper. And uh, I sat down uh, <clears throat> on the stage where the bands would perform. I sat down up there and, and I just started crying. And, uh, and I got mad. And I, I punched the wall, the wood on the side of the pavilion. I punched it. 50 times I don't remember how many times I punched it till my knuckles were bleeding and I just cried for an hour I don't remember how long I cried I cried a long time I see I was 13 at the time 13 so that makes it what 49 now you know, it's 30s. <laughs> I can't do math right now. 36 years? A 49, yeah, 36 years ago. You know, it's just one of those things in life where that man never left my thoughts. Whenever I needed to control myself in some way, I needed to be. Because I, I don't, I'm not like. Everybody else think everybody else has got some kind of like built-in control mechanisms where they can fucking can they don't have to fucking control themselves. They're just regular humans. Um, I got stuff that I think about that makes me laugh in inappropriate times, and and I got times where in my life where I need to be serious, and I got I got somebody staring at me that's got like buck teeth or mole or you know, I don't know, just got problems in their life, and I got to keep my shit together, and, uh, Chad was always the, my, he was, I can't really say, it's kind of bullshit, you know, when I say he's my rock, but it was, I mean, he was, he was the, he was a thing that, that I brought, brought me back to a space of sanity he brought it, 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 it like shook shook the the um etch sketch he'd clear all the, the the cobwebs out and calm me and it would bring me back to seriousness to where i i never in my life did i have something that affected me to where even in my adult life Ah, fucking crazy, man. You're talking 36 years go by. 
36 years go by and you almost cry when you think of your teenage friend you know losing your teenage friend you know I didn't get to go to his funeral I've seen his his gravesite his family has put his gravesite on um, some different pictures that I got to see so I got to see his grave and uh, I've got to friend his uh, different sisters on Facebook and see them kind of grow up and the the mother and father excuse me the mother is uh, uh, always been uh, she's always been uh, she's always kept me as a friend um, I've been probably friends with her as long as Facebook has been a thing um, that's probably the only time I've seen her and she's seen me since uh, you know we stopped I stopped going to the house because Chad was always at my house or I was always at his house but so I did get to I get to get to see there how the family kind of grew up and all that stuff but uh, yeah that's one of those things in life you go by yeah you know you get 49 you start seeing people die you know the um, the last person I saw die was a, a guy that trained me in um, I was working in Daytona Beach in machine and a machine machining place AO machine it was um, we made like AR-15s and made the 20 millimeter Gatlin guns for the military all kinds of stuff I mean the, like we didn't put a gun in a crate and she, we, we we just did the parts like the you know the, the we didn't make any barrels though no barrels we just made like the pins and the, you know the all the muzzles and I don't know what all the fuck we made the, the ah fuck it's just one of those things can't really think right now what, uh, what it was all called but uh, anyway we made gun parts and uh, the guy that trained me was named BK he was a uh, Vietnamese I believe and um, his name was like Bacon and then his last name was Khan I don't know but it was it was it was fucked up it had a lot of like vowels and stuff that didn't go where it was supposed to so his first name was B something and his last name was K so they just called it BK a man was in the US for like 30 years 40 years maybe maybe longer 40 years it man being in in the US and he still you couldn't understand a damn word he said Whew, it was rough I mean, some some of the things. No, 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 very, very good. Okay, this no good, no, no good. And, you know, he'd say stuff like that. But he was a little man, four foot. I bet he was four foot six. He was about sixty years old. He used to hold his cigarettes like, you know, not like normal people hold cigarettes. He would hold it, and if you if you hold a cigarette like you're smoking it. And then you turn your hand around. That's how he was smoking cigarettes. It's like the the the, the 
the fingertips would touch your cheek. Finger, if you put your finger in, then he just. So he, yeah, he really enjoyed his cigarettes, and that ended up uh, being what took his life. You know, so shout out to my smokers out there. That's one of those things that's gonna sneak up on you, bro. But BK, uh, he was uh, the the master, is what we called him, because he uh, he could he could you know make that part make that machine just hum. That was his machine. There were two uh, two lathes, two uh, CNC lathes, star machines, and uh, well, he could make them fuckers run good all day. No, 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 no good, no good. <laughs> he used to call it Tim Cousy, Cousy, Tim Cousy. That was our setup guy, Tim. But uh, uh, yeah, he's a good man, good man. Uh, you know, come to work every day till he got sick. You know. Then I had to go to his house and see him, and which is always real awkward because nobody, his family was like, "Who are you people?" You know, I'm like oh, I'm the guy that's worked with him for the last three years. He's my my work family, and his 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 family was like, uh, I don't know, it's just like untrusting of Americans or I don't know. They just didn't think that people would come to his house and. You know, I wanted to be with him. And I remember when, because he was never, he was never somebody that you would, you know, put your arm around or, you know, you would do anything like that. Because that, you know, I'm a proud man. I don't do that kind of stuff. Not, not me. I'm not proud. He was. Um, but uh, I remember when I went there, he just wanted to hold my hand. Which I, 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 not really, um, but when I held his hand, it was, it was peaceful, you know. I felt like it was helping, like uh, I felt like it was nice, you know, that I was doing a nice thing. And so I went back the second time, and I, that's what first thing I did was I reached for his hand, and I just hold his hand and talk to him, you know. And, uh, and then he died a couple days later. But I got to spend some time with him when he was on his deathbed. He died in his house. Um, they just kept him in the house. And then uh, that's where he he uh, got to take his, his uh, drugs or, you know, his, uh, uh, what's it called, hospice. They'd uh, give him some injections. Well, he, was, he was pretty lucid when uh, I came there, though. I mean, he was with it. But uh, that was the last person that passed I can think of, um, of course, my father and my father-in-law, my stepdaddy, Lloyd. I think he was, he was, he was, he had passed too. I can't remember if that was before him or after him, but yeah, you know, my stepdad, uh, my mom's husband, Lloyd, had passed. Um, you know, see, my mom's still living in the house that. They got married in, and which that that was only like 15 20, 15, 20 years ago that they got married. They got married late, so she's still living there, and she don't want to move, so she just she's sticking it out, man. Family members be like, "Oh, mom, you can't take care of yourself anymore, so we're gonna you know make sure that you have a place and 
we're gonna send you to a home or we're gonna you know you're gonna move in here or whatever and they're mad they no I ain't going no you, know, you make them go and they, they, they hold it against you so I told Sabrina I said you know I'm not doing that shit until she says she's ready to go then we'll do it if she's not ready to go I don't care what kind of condition the house is in I'm not gonna let her like you know have bugs and crap crawling around on stuff but but I'm not gonna involve in the house you know there's people that get involved in that kind of stuff and they're like oh you you get she's not cooking right she's you know well that's life man you get in your 70s 80s 90s man shit starts to slip you gotta let that go just gotta let them pass how they're gonna pass you know, if they leave a pan on the fire and it's they burn the house down, that's how it was about to be, man. Oh, that's heartless. No, it's not. It's, that's life, man. You want to die uh, with the carbon monoxide poisoning in a house on fire? Or you, you want to spend the last five years in a home shitting your pants and not knowing where you are? Man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to take up a hang gliding or I don't know, deep sea diving or some shit when I get like 90. Because I am probably one of those fucks that's going to live until he's. I'll probably die tomorrow, but I am scheduled to live until I'm 90 some. I mean, my great grandmother was 102, uh, an Elnora Hummer. Stokely was her maiden name, but uh, Elnora, she was 102 or 103. And then my grandmother, Evelyn Mason, was 94. <clears throat> my mom's currently like 74. So, and I got another, I might have another fucking 49 years. Can you believe that shit? My life's like half, only half over. Man, I might still be going up, you know, the sun might still be going up for me. The sun is not going up for you, man. The sun is going down. If you're over if you're over 50, the sun is going down, son. Especially with the corona. You get the corona in your 50s and 60s, man. That shit hit you. That's why I'm vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc. I take a multivitamin. Beat off on Mondays. All good. Oh, website. Where we're going now? No, I haven't, I haven't created a website for this thing yet. So I need to get shit on that uh, website. And then uh, I haven't done video. Ran any video on this stuff. So I'm going to start running videos after I, <clears throat> after I release some of these. And we'll start uh, running some videos. This is supposed to be a comedy podcast. A fucking... Juice, got some death on this, <laughs> death on this podcast, the fuck, depressing my ass, alright, this is my, um, my first set, I had a page that I'd take up that kind of ran through the different subjects, a brief whatever of Ambien, which is, my wife likes to take Ambien, which, you know, 
makes my sex life kind of like Bill Cosby's. <laughs> Wiping ass, which I'll go on later, which happens. Waiting movie, Bush screen. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You remember that, the, the movie Waiting? There was a movie on there where she goes, and it shows her bush, and it's got like lint and stuff in it. And people are like, oh, God, oh. I thought, you know, there's there's only been like not very many movies that like show close up of that kind of stuff. I mean, we got the, what's that movie, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where dude stands there naked and we got to just like look at his wiener. You know, that's it's one of those things that I don't know. We, we don't do enough in movies, you know, just focus on like Holly Berry's nipple or you know whatever. You know, it's one of those things we don't we don't do enough. So, but yeah, it was it was a bit had to do something with that bush on the screen, wet dicks, wet dicks. Okay, see, I'll have to go through this whole thing because I don't know what wet dicks are. Wet dicks, hard dicks, soft dicks. So, soft serve. Oh, put your tongue in your soft serve. You know the soft serve ice cream, how it comes out? That's what you're doing when you're eating ass. Put your tongue in the soft serve. Tongue in the dumpster. Something like that. That's. that's I got to work on that stuff. Uh, being trans... Hides a shoe. Who hides a fucking shoe? What a fucking psycho. So I was meaning to ask how everybody feels about the uh, shackles. It's a uh, Mary Mary. And it was, um, was this this booty song that, um, what was his name? Denny Schaefer. He was on Kiss FM 92.5 in uh, Toledo, Ohio. Um, he used to play this in the music in the, in the morning. And um, it's called a booty dancing music, you know. Get things started off right, you know. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. A little bit of God music. Ain't gonna hurt nobody. Gonna help your ass a little bit. Nice. Alright. I gotta get with these people and see if I can use this song legally. I know, I'm not. I ain't paying them yet. I'm gonna be paying them now. I know I'm gonna eventually have to pay these motherfuckers. Felt like a pig today. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, baby. Love that. Um, it's like a, um, I felt like a pig today. I ate like 14 chocolate chip cookies. How do you eat fucking 14 chocolate chip cookies? I mean, were they small? No. No, they weren't fucking small. But 
there's I'm, the part of the story that I'm leaving out is that they weren't cooked. There, I, I went to Walmart and I seen the cookie dough was in the uh, past a, a tube of it, and uh, it made 28 cookies, and uh, I bought it, and uh, I was by myself, so uh, when I got in the car, I, I took it out and I put it in the front seat with me. And I, I cut it open with my knife and just a little bit on the end. So it was like, I don't know, looked like a, anyways, I uh, squeezed it in my mouth a little bit. It was about 40 minutes for me to get home from uh, Walmart, from Walmart and uh, what the fuck was that? It's in uh, Elizabethton. Give you guys a little bit of a where I'm at here, um, Elizabethton, Tennessee is very northeast corner of Tennessee, um, close to Virginia, North Carolina, you know, we're, we're real close to Tri-Cities, uh, close to all kinds of places, but uh, Knoxville is like an hour and some away. Johnson City is probably 20 minutes from Elizabethton, and then uh, uh, John Jonesboro, which is where I live, is another 20 minutes. So I'm about 40 minutes out. So how much cookie dough can you eat in 40 minutes? I eat half a fucking tube, so 14 cookies. Man, I did not feel good when I got home. I felt, I felt fat. Like, this is the reason you're fat. Just because it's different when you eat 14 cookies. But when you just eat a dough, there's something wrong. <laughs> something, something, something went wrong in your life. You're making bad decisions. <laughs> um. I don't know, maybe other people do that shit, you know, they eat, uh, like, uh, the General Tiso's, the Walmart chicken they got there, oh, man, you cannot go wrong, the half of that, and then the half of the barbecue, fuck, that shit is delicious, ah, it was a cougar making me think of taking drugs to combat the ecstasy, ah, huh. well, that's true. It's like uh, too much dopamine being released when I'm eating cookie dough. Oh, my wife was talking to me today while she was brushing her teeth. Now, I, I don't know if that's necessary. When you're brushing your teeth, but you still got shit to say. I don't know if it, it's, it can't be like love. Is it like self self? You're, you're like, you just got some shit you want to talk about, so you talk while you're brushing your teeth? I don't, I don't get it. She stopped like four times, breathing with the toothbrush in her mouth. And all I could sit there and just stare at her and think, shut the fuck up and brush your teeth. But I didn't say that, you know. 
can't really say that kind of stuff 28 years in. I mean, you can. And it's okay if you do. Because, you know, some people need to know that stuff. Some people don't don't uh, don't get the point, so you got to tell them. She's going to do what she's going to do. She's, she's an old-ass lady. She's lived with me long enough that she's kind of burnt out. You know, say stuff like that. It's like days over. You can't say shit like that. You just gotta let her go. She's a nice lady, but man. She gets she gets mad. You don't want to mess with her. I mean, it's kind of funny because most people she talks about people that she she just hates most people. But like people that talk to her. They're like, oh, I love Sabrina. She's so nice. But, like, 90%, 90% of the people she hates. She just, she just fucking, I fucking, I hate that bitch. I fucking stab her. She talks all kinds of, really bad. About 90% of the people. But, she's sweet to be around. I mean, she, she's nice to you. She just doesn't like to be talked to too much on the days off. Uh, I mean, the anger is good for some things. When when the women get in their 50s and they get mad a lot, angry all the time. I mean, it helps for like when you get double billed on insurance and shit. She's like. Fucking with a dog through a fence, man. She's just like, well, let me through this bitch. I will tear your ass up. Any kind of phone stuff. You can fucking put her on. You just put her on the scent. She'll fucking go in. She'll go off on him, man. She's like, I, I got that bill taken care of. What? Oh, fuck. That was $300. Yeah. They took it off. They didn't want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> oh, man. That's gang. Gang, gang. Oh, right, man. Anyways, uh, in saying that, you always, always, always I really got to do is, you know, like, try to start talking her up into it. It's like, man, I don't like how they're treating me, Sabrina. She's like, yeah, I don't like it either, man. Fuck them, right? She's just kind of getting her riled up. It's like a pit bull, you know. Start shaking her chain. <laughs> She's ready to go. I mean, she, she gets mad at me for being in the grocery store. And, you know, some women like to wear their comfortable wear when they're grocery shopping. Like yoga pants and different things. And you'll have somebody, they're usually in the vegetable aisle. Because that's where healthy people like to get their food. And um, I can't really go in the vegetable aisle too much, especially if there's other ladies in there. Because she gets mad when you, you know, walk up behind somebody and they got, like, yoga pants on. It ain't no good, man. Mad at me for what she, you know. What that girl's got on. I don't like it. Last time though really. 
we were in the movie theater. We were watching um, Infinity Wars. This is one of the times that really come to mind. And we're getting ready for the movie, and in walks fucking Lurch. This fucking six foot something older gentleman. He had uh, a bald head and uh, dressed nice. Like a, I don't know, country casual khakis. Um, he had popcorn and a drink come down. And the movie theater wasn't really packed, but. As soon as I saw his ass, I knew he was going to set. So, dipshit sits right in front of me. And, um, let's look over to my wife like, fucking great. You know? Gotta look over his fucking chia pet head. Fucking sprouts of fucking hair trying to get out. And, uh, I look and towards... The base of his neck, he's got a piece of hamburger, or I don't know, looked like, maybe it was a raisinette, something that was like a prune, big, wasn't, I mean, like a prune big, but it wasn't raisin big, and, uh, once, yeah, once I see it, I can't, like, not look at it, because it's like, I don't know, if you're sitting there, and there's a, like, a piece of poop, or something, like, dog poop, or, and it's, like, right in the grass, right in front of you, like, you really don't want to step on it, you really don't want to have anything to do with it, so it's one of those things that you, you look at it all the time. I mean, I don't know why there'd be dog poop right in front of the in front of the grass where you're sitting, but um, it's just like I don't know, piece of poop or something. So I'm looking at this thing on his neck, and Sabrina sees me looking at it, and she starts shaking her head. Don't do it, Jason. Don't do it. Oh man. I can't help it. I ended up fucking talking to the guy about his mole. You know. And uh he got a little like shouldn't, you know, quit bringing it up or kinda like deal and after the second time I said something about his mole that, you know, he really needed to get it checked out because um um you know Asking, you know, can I, is it, is it sore if I touch it? I mean, can I touch it? And he's like, no, you can't touch me. And it's like, he's like, fuck this. And got him walked away. I guess that was kind of my thing. What I wanted to, you know, just to get out from my fucking Infinity Wars movie. But no, it's, I don't fuck with people like that. But don't, I guess, god damn, don't have a mole. Don't have something that like, have your shit together. Get that shit taken off, man. I he's gotta like comb his hair or get his hair cut. That shit has to be like 
solar or you gotta feel it moving around something and you guys gotta be saying this guy is fucking retarded yeah I know I know if you guys get a chance to see a movie called The Gentleman it's a Guy Ritchie movie it's one of my favorite movies right now I had a really good time with that movie um, so I recommend that that in the Jonesboro Pizza Place. Um, the gentleman. I don't even remember where I left off. I was talking for a half hour. Was it on pause? Because I had to take a drink. And I forgot to put it back on. So I missed a bunch of good stuff. That's alright. I'll make it up. It's talking about. Uh, my wife, when uh, she says I say gay things, when I see somebody that's walking towards me that, you know, looks like Rob Lowe. I mean, you don't see very many Rob Lowe looking guys in like Marion or Tennessee. You know, Angelina Jolie, just beautiful fucking people. You can be a man or a woman, you know. I ain't hell with all that stuff but it doesn't matter it's just when somebody when something walks in front of you you know you got people with crayons drawing pictures of fucking elephants and this is a this is a jungle and this is a um this is a building and you know and then you got a, a guy that does a Mona Lisa you're like holy shit this is good, you know. Same with that. Somebody walks by and you know, you're beautiful. You're like, my God, damn! Look at this boy. He got the chin of a god. The chin of a fucking Achilles. Brad Pitt looking motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways, and uh, she always said, man, he's. He's fucking gorgeous. He's like, do not call people gorgeous. Okay. Right. But like, when you do that with a female, like she, Angelina Jolie looking girl, it's usually more of a physical stature that walks by. You know, the yoga pants and the tight jeans or whatever, you know. Doesn't have to be her face, but I can't bring any of that shit up. She's mad at me for a day. So, oh, I had a bit about pit bulls. Um, tricking human people. Oh, not good guy. Okay. I've got to like look through this, but it's it's a bit about a pit bull that you walk in and it just sits there and stares at you like pit bulls do. And um, you go to any uh, place where they got free dogs and uh, you go and some of the dogs are like jumping around, barking at you, blah, blah. But some of the pit bulls, you walk by the 
by the cage and their eyes follow you and they, they got their chin up their mouth is like up in the air and they're just like watching you staring at you as you walk by they don't they might they might woof, but their eyes are locked on your eyes you know and uh these are the dogs that don't get picked and time after time they're like they start having these meetings and uh pit bulls are getting together and they're like all right well sparky got out the other day and uh how we don't know how he did it but um apparently you can't look the humans in the eyes you have to kind of like act like you're like a I don't know, like a smiley dog. So you kind of have to smile at the humans a little bit. You know, with the creepy teeth hanging out. But I don't know where that bit goes. But it basically, pit bulls uh, tricking people and taking them home. Then they come back because they bait, bite somebody or they're too aggressive. You know, grandma's. Whatever. I want a biter. Rough sand will do it. Rough sand. You you gotta uh, walk. If you're like 260, and uh, you can't walk on like concrete. I mean, you walk on concrete, that that'll work out. But you can't work on walk on stones like a stone driveway. Mm. -mm. No. Feet, you can't take it. You gotta, gotta walk real slow and awkward. Ow! Oh! Ow. You know. It hurts walking on in a gravel driveway, right? Well, that's like comedy. You know, comedy is the same way. You get up in front of people, it, it is not comfortable. It is very uncomfortable. And the more you walk on it, the harder your feet get. You start building up little things, calluses. And pretty soon, I always wanted to do that as a as a test testament, you know, of like David Goggins. I wanted to I wanted to do it so I could say I've done it, and I can do it because I got the mind and the will. The, it's called running on rocks. I wanted to get my comfort level. I mean, if you had to, if you had somebody with a gun on your in your head and said they said they said, run down this fucking driveway as fast as you can. There ain't nothing stopping you. You know, if you see your kids were on the other side of the thing, you had to run and get your kids. You would run fast. You know, so what What prevents that when you are walking on, walking on gravel? Is it, is it the, the amount of, of uh, discomfort that you can take? Is it... Um, mental is it the signals that your feet are sending to your brain you know 
Yeah, I want to be able to run on rocks. Right now I'm walking and it's uncomfortable. And I'm looking at people in the audience and they're not laughing. And I don't know. I see them not laugh. <laughs> and I think to myself, okay, what's my next bit? And, and instead of writing stuff down, you try to fucking sit here and go, okay, after uh, stained glass, you go to um, farts. Or, you know, after farts, that leads to um, the broken window. And after the broken window is the um, gay neighbor. And then the gay neighbor leads to um, the dog poop in the uh, yard. You know, you just try to link one to the next. You have to try to tell a little story. So, that's one of the things that I was working on. Is walking walking on rocks, cause it sucks right now. But I want to. I'm gonna get better at it. I, I I would I would assume that I'm better than some of the people, and that's that's the good thing about open mics. I wish I wish we had a lot more open mics here. And I'm gonna talk to a lot of the bar owners around this area. We don't have a lot of bars here because this is a religious area that they don't like to talk about. Things that are adult, real life stuff. You know, when you say, you know, I had a buddy that uh, was in a supervisor's office and he was like, something about, he said, they, they, they can't, you know, I'm tired of their ass doing this or this. And she goes, hey, 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 don't, uh, don't, don't swear. And this is the lady that swears all the time, all kinds of stuff. But she was telling him not to swear because they're in the presence of a you know a professional setting or whatever. No, I always thought that funny. Corrections, you know, had a buddy named Jeff Gonzalez. He uh, he's every other word's F, you know. And uh, <laughs> at me. Is in, in regular regular talking about going to the grocery store every other word was F. So uh sitting in a professional setting with Jeff was is crazy. Um but uh so that they um they want to be able to do that kind of stuff. Um people that are in power. They want you to um I want you to put your collar on a certain way and I want you to walk a certain way I want you to shake my hand when you shake it I want it to be firm so you know that I know that you're strong you have a backbone and that you're in charge you know so squeeze it hard and then I'll know that uh, you're you're going to be somebody someday um, I always thought people that fucking squeeze my heart my hand real hard I always thought you're a fucking idiot uh, you know I, I haven't told very many people because I always want to be nice. And I think I don't think I'm gonna do that anymore. I'm gonna think I think I'm gonna start saying that. I'm gonna say, why you fucking squeeze my hand like that? And I fucking that's that's uncomfortable. And kind of make him feel like a douche. There's no uh no no reason for that shit anymore. That shit needs to go by the wayside. I guess handshakes in, in general have won by the wayside. You know, the COVID. COVID getting you. 
got to start doing. Oh man, who is that? What's that? Uh, oh man, I can't, I can't say that shit because it's it was somebody's bit. Somebody was doing an ET bit. Like that's how you shake hands now. You just go out and you extend your finger out and you just kind of touch each other's fingers. But that's somebody else's bit. It was something, I think it, was, it had to be Theo. Somebody's in Theo's realm came up with that bit, but. I thought it was good. You, know, you you do the ET touch. I always like the the Vulcan live long and prosper. I can say that correctly. Live long and prosper. You know, you just kind of hang hand up the uh, the Vulcan V. Some people can't do it, but that's because they got webbing problems in their hands because their branches of their tree don't. Break off very much. It's kind of Uncle Daddy. Anywho, uh, oh yeah. Well, anyways, back to the running on rocks. You know, and you got people that like Dave Chappelle. You know, he can run on rocks. Joe Rogan, he can run. You know, there's different people that they're just so comfortable. Whitney, she can run on rocks. You know, there's a lot of. Uh, Terrific, terrific uh, comedians out there. You know, I don't like to separate them by race or, or I don't know, female, male. I don't know what you call that. We call that sexual orientation. No, you call them species. I don't know what the fuck you call. It. Anyways, uh, you don't separate them like that. That's there's no reason for that. There's a lot of good comics out there. Aziz, he's a different species. <laughs> Poor guy. Hear that stuff? They try to get Callum too, man. Uh, back in 1990, I did not uh, approve that uh, I was too drunk when you finger blasted me. And uh, now, uh, see what we got. It was 1990, so that was we got 30 some years later, 35 years later. Fuck, you are fucking kidding me. I mean, if you did some dastardly shit back in the day, if you, you know, performed some rapes, then you, your ass needs to go down. You know, I don't know what the statutory is on fucking rape, but statutory? You know, the limit of whatever, but I don't know what that is, but, you know, you need to go down for that shit, but, man... There's a lot of different ways that people can say that I was, I feel like I was raped or I feel like this and that. Man, I, that's suspicious, man, when you start talking about 20, 30 years. You know, like, oh, I can talk about it now. Yeah, you can talk about it now when somebody's fucking on, you see him on movies and TV. He's living in an apartment it didn't bother you. Now he's got a house. Anyways, back to my buddy, my gay buddy. I was talking to him about uh, uh, ass orgasms for men. If uh, I mean, we weren't in the boat when we were talking about it. We were talking about it at work. And uh, let's talk about him, about if he's ever had orgasms in his butt. And he said no. He said, he said that, you know, he has, is, you know, 
I, I don't know. You go from talking about something like that to talking about orgasms and butts. Man, that's a big jump. That's rough for a lot of people to go to, too. They're like, oh my god. That's a, that's a big thing, you know. I mean, I talked to him about when uh, experimenting with his other fellows and stuff. I said, do you guys ever, like, stick stuff in your pee hole? <laughs> and he laughed at me. He's like, I, what? I'm like, yeah, man. Have you ever, like, stuff, stick stuff down in there? Like, I don't know, like, thermometers or something, like, that fits down in there? He's like, no. No, we don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I'll I'll take that out of the uh out of my bank then. Uh, I thought that's something that they did. I don't know why. I mean that's pretty that's pretty out there. You think that that's a part of gay stuff that they just put there? They stick things down in their urethras. I don't know. That's one of the things that I talked to him about. But anyways, and I might jump around a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, my last checkup, my wife, uh, see, she, she did it sneaky. She said, ask if they had a bathroom, and she left the, uh, the, uh, examining room, and then she went out and told the nurses, she said, can you, uh, there's a nurse in there with my husband doing blood pressure and stuff, can you tell her when she comes out that he needs to have a tennis shot because he hasn't had one in, like, 10 years and and that's he's due and i didn't want to say it in front of everybody because it's an uncomfortable subject my husband doesn't like shots and blah blah so and she's like yeah sure and imagine she was like that's fucking weird anyway so so she came out and uh and uh waiting for the doctor to come in and feel my balls for a while and uh she comes back in and says um uh, when was your last tetanus? And I'm like, oh, I just had one not long ago. She goes, oh, what year was that? And I said, oh, I'm, I can't remember really. And she goes, okay, well, it's been a while. It's been almost 10 years. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think it's been 10 years. And she goes, yeah. She goes, uh, your wife told us that it's been at least 10 years since you've had a tetanus shot. And of course, I looked over at her, and she's just like. Yeah, matter of fact, that's kind of true that uh, that's how long it's been. So um, so I leave for a regular fucking physical, and I got to get a fucking tetanus shot. You know what? That just piss, that pisses people off. When you go in and you think the worst thing that's going to happen, he might, you know, it might be cold. He might stick a finger in your butt. This is going to be a little uncomfortable, a little pressure back here. You know, you think that's that might happen. It doesn't always. Sometimes I have to ask for it. But um, I, I tell them that, I, you know, when I cough, there's something. I feel something in there. And he's like, oh, well, let's get in there and figure this, <laughs> figure, figure this out. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, yeah, I had to leave the fucking office with the fucking... Slot shot in my fucking arm. I'm going with her for her next fucking appointment. So it's uh, Mikasa Yukasa. 
that is the last drink that I will take tonight because I would like to sleep some tonight. And if my liver's doing too much, working too much fucking overtime, I get hot in bed and I think my fucking liver's like sends like messages to my body heat. I get like hot, I can't sleep. I mean most people you get drunk and you're like oh, not me, man. I can't fucking sleep when I'm drinking. I got call it a floor floor sleeper what i do is i'll i'll get on the floor on the concrete uh, well i got tile i don't sleep on like concrete but um i get on like the tile floors and i uh i like lay on cold tile when i get hot uh, i'll just put my blanket my 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 uh, pillow down on the cold tile and I'll, I'll I'll lay down there with the fan on me until I start to shiver, and then I know that when I'm starting to shiver, uh, when you start fucking shivering, you're like, and you feel your back muscles, and you're like, you feel your back back, and you're like, what are the muscles that are on your, like your muffin tops, that muscles when they start like voluntarily fucking twitching and shit. Um, you know, that it's time to get up. So I'll get up and get in bed and I'll get covered up. And get start to get warm. And when I start to get warm, I'll fall asleep again. And then like a couple hours later, I'll get hot and I'll have to go back down on the tile. But that's weird. When you're, when you're married and, uh, you, uh, don't sleep in the bed after you've been drinking, you go on the floor. Maybe it's like one of those like the child abuse things where you're like, oh, where's Timmy? Oh, he's in the corner sleeping because he used to be made to sleep in the corner. He he likes to sleep with, with the dog blanket because if he, he gets a regular blanket, he gets too warm and he, he needs to smell like dog ass and then he can sleep. He sleeps in the corner like on a crate. The, with the thing he sleeps like really good when he gets drunk but I don't know maybe it's not that That's, I don't remember I, I, I guess I did sleep on the floor a lot but that was because it's so fucking hot in my house so I was sleeping in front of the fan but now my liver fucking throws some kind of a I'm failing thing on me and makes me fucking sleep on the floor Oh well, this shit happens. Yeah, you know, I was uh, I had a uh, bit when uh, Trump had just got elected down in Florida. Um, I'd walk into the room and you know, I'd say like, ah, I see we're uh, mainly Trump supporters here tonight, and I'd touch my arm and like rub it up and down my arm. Like that's the uh, thing for skin color. I see we're mostly uh, Trump supporters here tonight. Oh, we have one, uh, one Obama over there in the corner. How you doing tonight, sir? <laughs> Call the one black guy out. He'd love that, too. I'd love that shit. Uh, that's the thing about being, doing what we do. And I say that, doing what we do. 
and I haven't been in the business for eight years, ten years, whatever. But I've been doing this shit for a fucking long time. I'm the fucking idiot. I'm the fucking guy that comes to the party. People watch. And it's not because I want some kind of fame or some shit like that because I don't. I don't fucking. That's another thing. I tried to fucking. I forgot the thing where I wanted this podcast to go. I don't want fame. I, I start talking about fucking stained glass windows and shit. But comes back around to it. I don't want fucking fame. I want to go to fucking work. And I want to come home. And I want to do this on the weekends. I want to make action figure lamps. I want to have a garden. I got some chickens out there that are laying fucking eggs. Real eggs. I got a Brad Pitt poster. I got a bunch of alcohol that I love to nip on. I got a fucking, uh, you know, I got a, all kinds of shit that I like to do. And, I, and that's the kind of shit I want to do. I want to go to fucking yard sales and buy dumb shit. And I wanna, you know, I, I don't want to hoard shit, but I want, I want a fucking room full of fucking lightsabers, action figures, and I got this new claw thing that, like the claw game, the claw, and you know, it reaches down and you put like these fake coins. It's really awesome. I mean, I'm going to put like Tootsie Rolls in it. I was going to put joints in it. Like fake joints. People come to my house, but they would expect like weed. And I don't smoke weed, so. I mean, I'd like to. Whenever it becomes legalized here. But I'm too of a skirt to. Oh, I'm smoking all the time. No, I'm not that guy. Right now, alcohol is legal. It, uh,. Has done more damage in society. Uh, I worked corrections for 13 years, so I know what alcohol does to people's lives, and I know what weed does to people's lives. Other than selling it, the people who came in for weed weren't a problem. It was the alcohol people that were the fucking problems? Yeah. So it's you know it's one of those things where. Man, my wife meets these people. And I already told you my wife doesn't like 90% of people, but 10% of the people that she does like, that she wants to show people her life, her house, her, her, her nice stuff, her little Shasta camper, her, you know. And they ask about her husband, and she's like, oh, fuck. You know, they always ask about my fucking husband. And they're like, uh, she's like, she always like fucking tries to get him to go a different direction. She always like, uh, yeah, my my husband, he's just like, uh, he isn't really, you, you, nobody likes him. He he kind of like does his own thing, so he's just, you know. And they're like, oh well, I think he would, uh, I think he would fit in good with our uh, society, and uh, we should meet him. And uh, she's like, no, you really, uh, you really probably shouldn't do that because he you know and for me it's normies i i hear that on different podcasts they say normies and i get it now because when i'm in a fucking area where i'm hanging out with somebody and i say shit they look at me like what the fuck did he just say i'm like okay these are normies i can't say that kind of stuff 
but occasionally I get a, you know, I get to hang out with fucking comics and, and uh, man, I love it. I fucking, I love it. I love, I love hanging around with comics. They're fucking the, the freest fucking people. It's one of those things that is just so, so fucking, it's like a mini drug when you get to hang around with other fucking comedians. Don't hand me a banana and tell me it's an oyster. Mm, I don't know where that goes. I'm not sure how that uh, is turning into a bit, but uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Maybe I, th- I heard somebody told me she has an oyster now. Somebody told me that they cut off the banana and she has a oyster down there now. Interesting. I wonder, 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 wonder who wrote the book of love. Anyways, I wonder if that surgery has the ducks. I'm not talking about tear ducks. I'm talking about ducks. Not <laughs> quack ducks. Like uh, uh, lubrication ducks. That uh, I'm not sure if the anal cavities can be. Those ducks have uh, lubrication. Uh, I mean, men don't have uh, ducks of any kind of lubrication other than uh, like semen. So. I'm not sure that there's any ducks that could be used to moisten the oyster. <laughs> I had a whole bit about that, about uh, seeing a pretty girl that, you know, trans girl. When you say trans girl, does that mean the trans into a girl? Or does it mean you're a trans girl? That means you were once a girl and you're now trans into a guy. I bet it means trans girl, that you're going to a girl. And she says, uh, I have a secret to tell you. That uh, I'm actually, uh, I was born uh, a male. So, and you're just like looking at, you know, you've already bought her four drinks you've talked about your brother and you've talked she's talked about you know her job and and you know you're already kind of invested at this point in time you know so she looks at you and says you know i was born this way and i always never felt right now i'm now i'm that way and and you're just kind of trying to you kind of have to stop and put it on pause for a second and think, okay, uh, you start looking at her, trying to see stuff. And you're like, fuck, man, I, I really wish she hadn't. I mean, does that make you less of a, does it make it less wrong for you? For you to sit there and, and not be told, because now that you're told, you're looking for things, looking for an Adam Apple, you're looking for, you know, 
knees. The knees are usually different. Uh, hands are usually a little different. Um, you know, you, you start looking for things. Oh, that's why when I fucking, you know, handed her that and she took my hand, I was like, man, that's, she's got a grip. You know, she's a masseuse. But, you know, at what point do you heterosexual males think that it's okay to engage in sexual activity uh, with a trans girl? And, you know, this subject is kind of horrifying for trans people that or activists that are white and they're like, oh, I'm so appalled by you and blah, blah, fuck off. Um, it's the actual trans people. I think that they know what, what we're talking about here. I, I think that they, oh, yeah, I feel that. I feel you, brother. You know, they feel that, that fucking turmoil. So, you know, I was, I, I try to ask my friends, you know, at what point... You know, I asked my one buddy, and of course he's Mr. Fucking Dipping and uh, Confederate Flag Guy. He's uh, he's like, oh, I fucking kick his ass, man. And the other guy, be like, well, you know, no harm, no foul. You know, um, I, you know, it's one of those things that. Uh, you know, today's society kind of have to, you know, take one on the chin. I mean, if it's not what you're into and it's not what you want, you know, as long as everybody was up front with everybody, then it's not a problem, you know. You, uh, you know, you shake hands or you do the ET touch and uh, you uh, see each other tomorrow. I mean, I don't know how you would tell that to your mom and dad. At some point in time, uh, I don't think it's. I had a, a, a in-laws that were grandparents that you you just wouldn't say that kind of stuff to. Out of respect, you wouldn't try to make them understand or try to make them change their way of thought into a different. Oh, these people are just. Oh. You just don't do that to people. You know the old guy that says. I don't mind if you fuck the black guys. Just don't take pictures with them. You know? He's fucking 80-year-old. <laughs> you white fucking white guy. What do you fucking expect? Fucking guy who owned a fucking basketball team or whatever the fuck. You know? Everybody fucking goes after him after he says something like that. It's, what the fuck? Oh, I'm so appalled. Give me a fucking break. Oh my! My parents are very, uh, very, uh, you know, progressive. So even my grand and my grandmother, she, she, she likes, uh, she likes uh, trans people. So, well, my grandparents like trans people too, uh, uh, but uh, they probably do not like to have me um, picture me having sex with they don't mind having picturing me having sex with Sabrina because she's a regular uh, 
uh, born female. But if they try to think about me having sex with a trans uh, girl that hasn't had the preparation surgery yet, uh, there might be a, uh, well, what are you doing with the, 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 what are you doing with the stuff that seems to be, well, how do you move that? Uh, you know, push it aside or you, they hold it up or it, it's just a conversation, man. So you just don't fucking involve. Uh, you we're gonna wait for, for them to die off. You know, I I would even say that it's probably the people that were born in the nineties. You know, um, I'm sorry, the people who graduated in the nineties. We're gonna have to wait till we die off. You know, it's probably gonna take another at least hundred years. Until uh, everything becomes so, so everybody, everything becomes just not so fucking point fingers. He moves his junk around so they can have sex. You know, I, oh, got some little feedback there. Let me move that there. Uh, but uh, you know, it's gonna be one of those things. Or does, why does that have to be a subject? Because, you know what? When when uh, normies don't think like mm, progressive California people. I mean that that's a thing with California people. We we have a real there's a big difference between California and Tennessee. Huge difference. And and not not one's right and one's wrong. You know, you can sit there and say that this is wrong and this is right, but um, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to tell the Baptists that uh, they're wrong or the atheist guy that he shouldn't live his life that way and this is that and this is that. To each his own, man. I'm going to live in a society that I have freedom to um, believe what I want to believe. I don't want people... Because when you start condemning people for something, it never stops there. They're like, well, we should tighten this down on him. And that group of Muslims over there, we should, probably shouldn't let them have guns. And we probably should make them live in this little area. Probably should... Put them on a reservation. We should probably take their land, or we should probably do this. Man, governments are fucking gross. Governments are people. People are gross. So, anywho, uh, where were we? The banana and the oyster. Yeah. So I guess uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlin. I guess she's got an oyster now, so that's got to be a a thing. I mean, we, we sit there and you you. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna get into it because people people I know people think about it, but they don't think about it far as far as I think about it. I mean. So we got, I told, I talked about the lubrication. We got to have lubrication. Uh, 
and we got um, I'm gonna go ahead and keep calling it the oyster we got the oyster now um, now I'm pretty aware of different um, I, I know what vaginas most vaginas smell like um, I say most vaginas but I think most vaginas we I mean there's probably a lot of vaginas that have different but if I were to have uh, a good experience with a vagina uh, I know what it smells like I know how to avoid other vaginas that I kind of look at the um, outside package and I kind of think I know what that vagina has got going on so I, I probably stay away from those and uh, so I, I'm not sure what those are like maybe they're like uh, you know uh, uh, if you're used to going to um, having some nice nuggets or some fries um, maybe uh, those girls are like uh, going to an Indian restaurant for the first time they might be quite different on the scale of what that is so you might want to keep that in mind so Jenner's oyster is what I'm trying to think about is um, I would imagine that she uses the different types of products that I see commercials for on TV that sometimes I don't feel so fresh uh, some, and I, I'm, they're going to have to start using some dudes for these uh, commercials oh, how, how are they going to feel about that Ooh, let's get into that how are females going to start feeling about sometimes I just don't feel fresh and it's a dude face the dude face saying this and your shoes like well, why the fuck would she mean why the fuck would he be fucking worried about his smell well you don't know that she has an oyster he has an oyster so maybe there's that I need to get on that shit I'm gonna write that down hold on um, I need to write down that I'm going to call them and tell them that like good year and everybody else we need to fall in line I don't have a fucking pen um well I'm gonna write that you know and that's one of the things if you use those products guys are it's like it's like you've put cheese a nice creamy cheese on broccoli and you're like my god this fucking broccoli is fucking delicious right so uh, you're eating some broccoli with some nice cheddar creamy cheddar cheese on it you're like fuck man fuck I'm gonna have broccoli all the time and you go and uh, they have broccoli on the menu you're like oh I fucking love broccoli give me that fucking broccoli right and they give you broccoli with uh, salt and pepper 
And you fucking look down at it. It looks a little different. Like, I'm sure Caitlin's probably looks a little different. I'd like to see a picture of it. I mean, I imagine she's taking pictures of it with her phone. Fucking get on that, fucking you hackers out there. Hack Caitlin's phone. Give me those pictures of the clam. The oyster. I'm going to see what that fucking thing looks like. That's fucking awesome. I bet she fucking took some major pictures of that shit. I bet she showed. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. That fucking whole family seen that fucking thing. Uh, what's that? I don't even know their names. Fucking Chloe, Kim. That's all I fucking know. Because of uh, that. What's that comedian? He does those fucking video spoofs on the Kardashians. Oh, man, he's fucking funny. Ah, oh, Kim and Chloe and her. <laughs> you know, but I imagine she's like, uh, so it's done. And Caitlin's like, yeah, it's done. And Kim's like, so can I look at it? Look at it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I need to look at that. Caitlin's like, puts it up there on the counter. She's like, okay, here it is. I'm like, oh my god. And he, she like, opens it up. Wow. That's a soft fucking sight. Caitlin Jenner on the counter. Opening up a oyster. <sighs> Looking down in the, the abyss. I wonder if... I bet she did. Because that fucking family is so weird. I bet she did. I bet she smelled it. I bet she got close, looked at it, and went... Smelled it. Oh. That a... Wow. Oh. What, what is that? Oh. Oh. Anyways, I, man, I went pretty far with that. Anything that you have like that, that you leave for a day or two, you don't do anything with it. Miss Pat talking about having yesterday's pussy. She said, I had yesterday's pussy. That just means it sat for a day. Nothing wrong with that. A lot of people enjoy that. There is a little bit of a tweak to that story, though. When you start messing with people's... Um, how do I want to say this? Their medical composition of their organs that used to be something, now it's something else that might take on a different characteristic that people aren't used to. Um, again, with the, uh, you know, the McDonald's people that have, you know, now they go to an Indian restaurant. Dude, yes, thank you very much. You know, so they go to it. That, that smell might be a little different. For people that 
I would love to talk to somebody that has went down on a trans woman with the full operation. Oh, what do they call that? They call that the downstairs. Don't they? Wish I had somebody to bounce this off of. I think they call it downstairs. Had downstairs done. I think they actually call it that. Even the best surgery is kind of like uh, I don't care how fake it is. Let's 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 go ahead and say that you cannot tell. You you cannot tell meeting her. You cannot tell getting her dressed. You cannot tell any which way you can. Any which way but, but loose like uh, Clint Eastwood. You cannot tell uh, that she has had a surgery. Real downstairs, upstairs. You can't tell. So Gina, I I, I equate it to eating a Hydrox cookie. If you were in the dark and somebody says, "Hey, are you hungry? Yeah, man, I haven't eaten all day. You got some?" Yeah, man, we're in the dark here, but I got a cookie, I got an Oreo. I'm like, no, man, can I have one? Yeah, here you go. And they hand you that, that Oreo, right? And you, you, know, you feel it in your hand. It's like, oh my God, this Oreo is gonna be delicious, right? And you pop it in your mouth. It's good. Mm. Feel that sweet cookie crumble, like you have ice cream, you know? Cookies and cream ice cream. That, that they got that Oreo crunch crumble, right? Kind of tasting it, you know. It's you know it's good. You're hungry, but it you know it's a Hydrox. It's just one of those. It's a little off than a regular Oreo cookie, so. Don't hand me a Hydrox and tell me it's an Oreo. Because there's two goddamn things! When I worked at the correction center, we always had uh, new recruits coming in. And me and my uh, buddy, one of the funniest guys I know, and I really wish, hopefully one day I'll have him on the podcast. Um, his name is Jeremy Nobus. Um just called him by his last name, Nobus, because everybody went by their last names. But anyways, um, Nobus, um, we had um, new recruits, and um, we would we would act like we were partners, gay people. We would act like gay folks, um, not stereotypical, but we would act like um, we were holding hands during briefing, and we'd like play with each other's ear. And <laughs> We would, we would do things in front of the new recruits that, you know, they're like, oh, what's, what's up with those people, you know? They will be careful, Jason, he'll offer, he'll say, uh, you want to come over for coffee in the morning? So, be careful, because he, you know, he'll, him and Jeremy will might try to get you. But, we're going we're gonna to work on stuff like that. we got to have stuff, kind of, week by week. I'm going to go out with uh, 
turds, bicycles? No. Trees, bicycles, and turds. That's what it's called. Trees, bicycles, and turds. Thank you, guys. It's been wonderful. We've got two hours. Seven minutes. Whew. A little bit of booty dancing at the end. Ain't no hate here. Love y'all. I probably will see you guys next weekend. I'm only doing one of these a week. I'm hoping to get uh, the. Uh, I got the distillery. The distillery in Jonesboro try to have him on. It's a liquor distillery in uh, Jonesboro, Tennessee. Try to have him on. I also got a guy named uh, Hoth Toys that uh, is a toy shop, uh, action figure shop in um, on the other side of Jonesboro. I'm not sure where it's at. I guess it's Jonesboro. Maybe Johnson City. He's the other guy. The guy who played Michael Myers in the Halloween series, the first Halloween, he's done several stunts for Kurt Russell and a lot of different actors, but uh, he's actually Michael Myers. He lives here in Jonesboro, and my wife is friends with him. I might try to get him on and uh, do a little... Uh, Back history of Michael Myers and uh, what all he did back in the day. But uh, I guess that's it. Love you all. Peace out.